In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Blessed Coptic New Year, blessed Feast of Nairuz. Without cheating, does anybody know what year we're in? 1769. 1739. 1739. Sorry, 1739. Uh, so why is it 1739, but everything else in our life is 2022? And it's really important to understand this. And we read it, we talked a little bit about it in the Sinexar. Today is the Feast of Nairuz. And the beginning of the Coptic calendar started, it, the calendar reset, or the Coptic calendar began during the beginning of the reign of Emperor Diocletian. So why? Why, why? why did we, nothing else in our history begins with a ruler, an emperor. Why not start with the beginning of when Christianity entered Egypt? Why not start when St. Mark became the patriarch or when the next pope started? Wouldn't that make more sense for us to, to kind of organize our calendar based on the, the, the church history? But the church in its wisdom and its guidance says no. The most important date we're going to start with and the most important date in our church is the beginning of the martyrs. And during the, the reign of Emperor Diocletian, there were so many martyrs in the land of Egypt that they said that the, the, the streets were, were, were flooded with the blood of the martyrs. And the church saw that this was a celebration. Like when we think about this, it seems very, Shouldn't we celebrate something nice and start? Like a, a person's uh, birthday starts when they're born and there's a celebration. And then every year we celebrate on that day and remember their birth. But here, what are we remembering? It's not that we're remembering pain and hurt, but we're remembering the celebration of the martyrs. And this is so important. And the church puts our whole calendar based on, on this idea that we are celebrating, we are the church of the martyrs. And until this day, we are still the church of the martyrs. We're blessed to be able to, to still live in this life. Yes, it's painful. Yes, when we know people who, who, who pass away or when we read stories about people in Egypt who are martyred, it affects us, it bothers us internally. It's human nature that it bothers us. But the church is saying, yes, we are, we are, we're upset that we lost people in this manner, but we rejoice that they became martyrs and they received the crowns of martyrdom, and now they are saints and intercessors for all of us. So why is this important? Because this feast which we celebrate from now to the Feast of the Cross. So that's why you, everything is rejoicing, everything is parayahi, from now till the Feast of the Cross. 
It's to teach us, it's to remind us that we don't just look back and say, wow, we're the church of the martyrs and we're excited about it. But no, we ourselves are called to be martyrs. We ourselves are called to be witnesses because that's what the word martyr means. The word martyr just means witness. Yes, of course, the way we think of it and the way we, we've learned it over the years is a martyr is somebody who gives his life for Christ. And that's true. But you can give your life to Christ and be a martyr even in the world we live in now and still be physically alive. Because our martyrdom looks a little bit different. Our martyrdom is being able to be a Christian in a world that is anti-Christian. Being and revealing Christ to others when everybody around us is denying Christ. That's what being a martyr in this world that we're living in now. When you think of martyrdom, it's the people who go to work every single day, but are still praying and are still not going against what they believe in, even if everybody else is. I think, I know that our youth go through tests of martyrdom every single day in school, every single day. Because every single day, something else is put in front of them, another option, everybody around them is doing a certain thing, and they have to say, no, I believe in God, even if I'm going to be, quote unquote, killed by everybody around me. People are going to make fun of me. People are going to, to say things. People are not going to, I'm not gonna fit in and this is why martyrdom now feels even harder than the time of Diocletian. Because at the time of Diocletian, he said, no Christians, nobody worship God, nobody worship, only worship the idols. And what would happen? Our Christians who believed in their faith would continue to worship until, and if you notice, I want to say like 75% of the stories in the cynics are, are always like, the, he was a righteous man, he lived a righteous life, and then they, they brought him to the governor of Encina, and then they took him to Diocletian, and then he, they were asked to change your faith, worship the idols, it didn't work, they, they refused, and they tortured them, and then finally cut their head off, and glory be to God forever, amen. Every story is like this. And these were such strong People And that's why the church, just like uh, Christ when he told Peter, on this rock, I will build the church, we also, on our faith, on the rock of the, the martyrs, our faith and our church is built. So what does it mean to be a martyr these days? Being a martyr these days means that I'm living a Christian life against all odds. I'm living a Christian life when everybody around me is not. I'm living a Christian life regardless of what people think. Now, of course that sounds 
like easy. Of course, Abuna, like, I'm Christian. No one, if I, if, if you ask anybody, like anybody here, if I say, are you Christian? Of course, you're going to raise your hand. If I ask you the same question when you're surrounded with a lot of people who are not Christian, maybe the hands are a little bit lower. And we do this in everything in our life. We're scared to announce. But it's not about announcing. It's not about having a name tag. It's about a lifestyle. And Christianity is a lifestyle of presenting Christ wherever you go. So what does it mean to be a Christian? The first thing is, it's understanding that God loves you. Understanding as a fact that God loves each and every single one of us. And through that, we learn how to love Him. We learn. So we first understand God loves us. God loves every single person. He loves the atheists. He loves the people from different religions. He loves everybody. But what we do with that understanding sets us apart. That's what sanctification is, being set apart. So our understanding is one thing, but how we reciprocate or how we respond is uh, very important. It's important for us, like we said, not to be afraid to be Christian, but also to show people we are Christian. Now, when I say that, I don't mean to walk around and like walk around with your tonia. That's not showing people you're Christian. It doesn't mean to wave your Bible around or walk around with your sharb, and that's not what being a Christian means. Being a Christian means living a godly life, following the commands, like connecting to Christ and following the commandments in the world. If you do that, you are a Christian. Our Lord gave two commandments. Two. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. These are loaded. These include everything. This means to pray, to fast, to partake in the sacraments, to really connect to the Eucharist, to repent and confess constantly, to love and not judge, to lift people up, not step on them. This is what being a Christian looks like. And unfortunately, or fortunately, we are brought to a point of martyrdom when we do that. Years ago, a few years ago, we heard the story about the 21 martyrs. Why was that so impactful for us? Even every time I see the icon, and some, actually one of the churches in Daisis, or a couple of them now, have icons of, in, on their wall of the 21 martyrs. Why was this story so impactful? One, because it was modern day. It was a cynic star story, but it was on our news stations. Two, they had a choice. They weren't forced to death. They didn't, like, they didn't have to die. They were given a choice. Give up your faith, and you will live. Not only will you live, your family will be taken care of. We will provide 
food and money for your family. Remember, these people, these 21, left their families so that and lived in, in Libya to work to provide money for their families back in Egypt. So when the terrorist groups went to them, they, they said, we will take care of your family and you will live. All you have to do is just say you don't believe in God and you believe in, in our religion. That's all you have to do. And so this idea could have been tempting to many people. But to them, absolutely not. But, we, but you will die, sure, it's fine. I'm, I'm dying with God. Even somebody who did not have the Christian background saw their faith and said, I believe in what they believe in. So the power of martyrdom is very important. And it's not far from us. Because, yes, we hear the stories, like I said, but we live it every day. We have the potential to be martyrs every day, but we choose the easy route. We say, I don't want, to feel, I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable by my faith. I don't want to pray before I eat so that people don't feel uncomfortable. If somebody asks me why I'm eating fool or peanut butter at work or at school, it's because, uh, I don't know, I just, there's something, I don't know. I'm just, I'll ignore the question. Like, I live this life, and then the world tells us, no, you should listen to this type of music. You should dress a certain way. You should watch these movies. You should do this, do this, do this. And we say, okay, I don't want to upset the world. I don't want to upset people. Instead of saying, no, I don't want to upset God. This is who I am. I represent Christ. Next thing is, being a Christian and being a martyr requires us to sacrifice out of love. A martyr or a Christian requires sacrifice. If you are not sacrificing, you are not being a Christian. I'll say that again. If you are not sacrificing out of love, you are not living a Christian life. I'm not saying sacrificing like in, in, I'm talking about in every different little aspect. Sacrificing your time, your effort, your money, your, your interests in some cases, your, your desires that are negative. All of these things need to be sacrificed, not out of a rule, but out of love. That's why fasting is an offering. It's, it's out of love. That's why tithing or donating is out of love. It's not because you're forced. It's out of love. This day is a, uh, also a very difficult day in the history of our country. 9-11 is a very, um, it's a day marked as something very tragic, which is very true. And it was 21 years ago that the attack in, on the Twin Towers and on the Pentagon and, and all of these things happened, 21 years. 
And even as I'm saying 21 years, it, it's, it's weird because I still remember every detail of it. And so when we think about that day, something that comes to my mind are the people who sacrificed on that day. I'll just share a quick story. So that day for me was, I was in, in high school and I woke up in the morning and went to school and we got to school around 7.30, a day like any other day. And after the first period class, I was walking in the hallway and somebody was walking by and said, did you hear what happened? There was a plane that hit the Twin Towers. My first reaction was, what's wrong with you? What, you need to get some sleep? Like, what are you talking about? And the day just, he's like, trust me, trust me. And this is before internet on our phones, like we couldn't check. So I don't know how he found out. And so we went to our class. And then the teacher got a call and she started crying and she heard and all of this stuff. And our, my family was nearby and near, near the, the towers and other, other family members and other people and we couldn't communicate with them. And things were very difficult. So to me that day was a very scary day. We all left school, we didn't know, we couldn't reach our families, it was very scary. But something, a story that came out of that day that I'll never forget. There was a man who worked on the 85th floor. And him and another coworker, as the towers, after the plane hit, they went up. So everybody is going down, evacuating, going down as fast as possible before the building fell. And this man and two of his coworkers went up. And they would go into certain levels and certain offices, carry people on their shoulder, and run down. The smart thing to do is to run down. Save yourself. Run as fast as you can. It was chaos. There's fire everywhere, and they don't know, no one knows that the building is going to collapse. So you just want to get to the bottom as fast as you can. And these three went up, and one of them, his name was Mac. And he, he kept going up, 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 and he would go, and he would go, and then drop them downstairs, and then run back up, come back down, drop them downstairs. And, he, and there was a few people that he ended up saving. And then... He got out. He, he was one of the fortunate ones who tried to save people and then was saved. This man was completely changed. Not because of the attack. Many people were changed. Like So many people went to psychiatric help and all the stuff. They saw it was just people are still suffering. But this man wasn't changed because of the attack. This man was changed because of the sacrifice he made. He saw God working in an unbelievable way. His life was transformed. This man, Mac, his name was Macarius. And he was a member in a church in New Jersey and eventually became a priest. 
and he's still a priest serving in the East Coast. And the reason why I'm telling you the story, it's not because of the negative thing that happened that a person has changed. It's, it's because of the sacrifice that we experience that our life has changed. If you really want to experience God, sacrifice for Him. Sacrifice time. Come early to church services. Come early and often. Pray. Read your Bible every day, even when you're tired, especially when you're tired. Go out of your way to help people out of a sacrifice, even when it's not, especially when it's not convenient for you. Because love out of convenience is not true love. It's kindness. But love is, always has to come out of some sort of sacrifice. Sacrificing effort, sacrificing ourselves, sacrificing financially, sacrificing emotionally, sacrificing in every way. So as we, as we go through this new year, this new Coptic year, it's a first start. But it's a start that reminds us of the lives of the martyrs and how we could live this life by sacrificing. And then we truly, truly experience love. We truly experience love through sacrifice. Any, any relationship issues, most of the time, it's due to lack of willingness to sacrifice or forcing love and not, or sacrificing not out of love. But true transformation happens through the sacrifice of love. May this year be a, a life for us that we're able to sacrifice out of love in every way, everything that we do. And glory be to God forever. Amen.